0: SocialDistance. Co. City—the only place to go while at home. is Social distancing. Uh, we're joined by Dirk Fister, our digital specialist, is my digital mother from another brother, and he's here to tell us exactly about how brands should be. Uh, what would you call it? Uh, journeying through this very difficult time, Dirk. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Masanga. How are you?
0: I'm well. I'm well, Dirk. How do you fare?
1: Good. I, yeah, I mean, you know, one day at a time. It's it's lockdowns so though. It is what it is. It's, <laughs> yeah.
0: So let's talk about what exactly it means for a lot of brands to to stay online with regards to the pandemic. Retailers have opened has there been a shift with regards to consumers? There's been a lot of screen time for people. They've spent a lot of time online shopping online. There's a lot of opportunities as well. We know that Amazon has uh, announced quite a lot of uh, job opportunities for people who'd like to get in that stream. But for brands themselves, retailers are open. Traffic, has it gone down? Has consumer behavior changed? Do you think that... uh, Just give us a context of what things are, are like at the moment.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't think that con- I don't think that um, sort of consumer behaviour has changed. Yes, physical stores are open, but I think, and I, I think a lot of people are still using the online platforms because they feel safe and because they because they're at home. But what I do think and what I do find is that a lot of people are now facing what is known as content fatigue. So they've been served so much content during this time that they're actually just over it. So, they're taking the time now to actually find the holes in brands and complain and kind of post negative comments and, you know, why aren't you doing this, why aren't you, because we're finding that a lot of the consumers are now pushing back on the brands going, well, you know, you you sent me all this stuff now and I was in your store yesterday and the the manager wasn't wearing a mask, for example. Mm. You know, so a lot of a lot of people have become familiar with the brand, and because of that familiarity, it has bred content, like the old saying goes. So mm. it, it's very important for brands to be. To be watching what's happening online, especially now as stores get phased in into opening.
0: Mm, I like that approach because, uh, as much as you need to convert, you also need to maintain and sustain your your service delivery, and it, it could highlight some uh, a gap where your community manager might have responded to a lot of the. Um, the the issues on, on a, in a, in a very quick and deficient manner. Now it's out in the open because brands have also realized it's a great time to have this awareness because people are spending more time. It's almost a double edged sword.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And also, I mean, you know, we, we're talking social media here, but we must also remember the the Google search for other things. You know, and looking at Google reviews, and you know, people using Google My Business to write unsavory reviews on on your brand or your business. Mm. And inevitably, if people are, you know, so if we split people between active and passive, you know, passive users are more the social media users where they get served content. But active users are the people that are looking for your brand actively right now on Google, you know, using Google. And if there are sort of unsavory reviews or, you know, complaints or whatever about your, your brand on your My Business page, mm. you know, people are going to be turned off of your business way quicker than if they'd seen something on Facebook because they're actively looking for information. And as soon as they see somebody going, no, no, I wouldn't deal with this person, you know what, they're going to search and they're going to find somebody else.
0: Mm, And of course, brands are fragile and one wrong move can really undo uh, a reputation that took months or years to build. How can brands stay vigilant? To um, these existing pre-existing problems, because it used to be an afterthought. Remember, being online—just say it used to be like just make a Facebook page. It used to be an afterthought. But when you talk about things that are um, are qualitative, like passive versus active uh, users, can you explain to us why it's so important for brands to be able to protect their reputation online and how they can do that?
1: Well, it's extremely important, you know, because we're living in a culture, we're living in this cancel culture at the moment and you know one wrong step and a brand can be called out for for everything and the brand can kind of you know it can it can really hurt the bottom line so a lot of a lot of customers or, or clients that I've worked with in the past and with you know a lot of people that I that I know they're very afraid of dealing with negative comments and negative comments are an opportunity for brands to show that they actually care about what's going on, on and not just give an automated response. And I think you and myself and most of the people that are listening have had those automated responses when complaining on social media or, mm. you know, this kind of somewhere on digital, stop using automated responses as much as you can have the personal touch when people are responding or, or complaining to you or posting negative information on your page, because that's gonna change somebody that is really against your brand into a brand advocate because they start looking at it going, wow, these guys actually care about what you know, I'm dealing with at the moment, let me give them a chance. Mm. And you know, customers are forgiving to a point. But I think if we start, if brands start doing that properly right from the beginning, and not just having a "thank you for your complaint," you know, one of our team members will be in touch with you. People have switched off to that. Mm. People want to know that they're actually speaking to a human.
0: Also, an integrated marketing approach. Do you think it would be um, it would be beneficial for an organisation uh, to respond and, and and be aware rather of complaints from social? From finance, from finance and to understand the marketing team to understand mm-hmm. HR understand these issues because I'm sure it can be acted upon and everyone is aware of it before it gets to the boss upstairs it, it can get easily from the community manager who's in isolation with an issue which has a direct uh, direct impact on, on the finances of the business and then it's in the boardrooms how can you streamline that and is there an opportunity to perhaps be integrated?
1: 100% there's an opportunity you know a lot of A lot of the community managers that are dealing with brands at the moment, it's—I hate to say it—but it's an entry-level position. You know, so guys will come into you know working on brands as a community manager, but they don't really have full view of the entire business, and they need to have that that full view. There there needs to be an upskill because, Mm. and what I've said to a lot of people before, is that community management. Is, the, is how your brand lives and dies online. Hmm. They are the backbone of you either succeeding or failing. So every single person that is dealing with your online presence has to have view of what is happening You know, from an HR standpoint. Is there anything that we need to know? Was there an odd hire or an odd fire in the recent past? You know, finances, do you, what, how are people paying? Is there an issue with you know, people coming to the, the business and not getting refunds, for example? You know What is happening on the sales floor? You know, do people like one person over the next? Learn those dynamics so that it's not just you sit down at your PC and say, oh, well, I'll forward the response to somebody. We need to create those integrated relationships within the businesses so that before it gets to the boardroom, Everything is handled, and everybody knows what's going on. You know, the the days of different departments working in isolation don't exist anymore because everything affects everything.
0: Eighty four percent of people trust online reviews as much as they would trust a recommendation for of of a friend. So, but there's a right, and is there a right and a wrong way of uh, eliciting these reviews uh, f- uh, from your customers?
1: Yeah, there is. You know, and you see, you see a lot of people will go hey, leave us your review and you could win a thousand Rand shopping voucher or whatever. Soliciting, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly it. You know, you, you, you can't throw money at a problem just to get a positive review. Mm. You know, we, you've got to be able to, the review is the, the, the finish line of this whole thing. If you haven't done the basics right, you're not going to be getting the right reviews. And by doing the basics right, I mean responding to people, not just you know people that have posted negative stuff, positive stuff, hmm. creating relationships with people across your digital ecosystem, and within that relationship, encouraging them to write a review. So you know if they've had a great experience and they've been to a coffee shop and they you know they, they love the blends that you use and you you respond, going you know we love seeing you every week. You know, wouldn't you mind just writing a review about that, that blend? Tell us what you actually love about it. Mm. You know, that's the right way to get stuff going rather than, hey, if you write a review on our page, we'll give you 500 bucks to come back and try more of our blends. Fair enough. That's the wrong way to do it.
0: And then uh, so
1: it's,
0: and then, just lastly, um, uh, sorry, uh, with regards to keeping your ads and content off unsavory sites, what does that do to your brand if you find your, your, your adverts in a, in a site, for example, that is unsavory?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, basically what Google says is, hey guys, these guys are putting their content on dodgy sites that are potentially could uh, steal users' information. Let's take away the link love and the credibility of their websites and stop ranking them within the search terms. So, people will, it'll be more difficult for people to find you when they start uh, typing in terms that are related to your brand. So, you've got to be very careful where you are creating your content and where you're pushing your content out. Because, again, you know, it's not just the, the good people that are looking, you know, to see how well your brand is doing, it's the big bosses at Google that are going, hold on if this site is on, you know, whatever this dodgy site is, there's got to be a link of it somewhere and we're just going to, you know, stop ranking them so people can't find them because we've got to protect the user more than the website.
0: Hmm, that's very interesting indeed. Dirk, once again, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, Dirk is a, our digital specialist talking about why it is important to protect your brand online. Once again, Dirk, thank you. Please do be safe and let's uh, chat again next time.
1: Awesome. Thanks for sending Have a great day.